1: Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast. Here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buker. Rick Buker. Welcome to another episode of Buker and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1, you can read me on Bleacher Report, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Bucher. As promised, here is part two of my conversation with Lakers Guard Rajan Rondo about playing with LeBron, about playing with the Lakers last season and all the craziness that ensued, his view of his career and series of one-year deals, as well as a look at just the league in general and where he is headed next, potentially, what he seeks to do. All that. Uh, Apologies for any ambient noise. This was recorded as part of a story that I did for Bleacher Report at a cafe outside cafe in manhattan beach did not originally intend for it to be a podcast but it was such a good long conversation and couldn't get all of our conversation in the story for bleacher report so i thought i would share it with you here and it was so much that we had to do it in two parts so hope you enjoyed part one and here is part two So it's interesting, I always get this Like, you know, I talked to Richard Jefferson I talked to a number of guys who played with LeBron And there's a certain Respect That comes with playing with LeBron And LeBron, when you get the thought that Oh, he doesn't want me here like Well, first of all not LeBron is one here. This, this is my
0: like I was joking about guys watching me at eight, but yes. everybody on the team, LeBron was their favorite player yes. growing up. Yeah, everyone had the, sh- the shoes, the jersey. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you're, you're you're the biggest fan in the world. It's like playing with MJ, and then you get in there, and it's like you know you, your your mom or dad doesn't want you, or a yep. person you looked up yep. to. I realized having that sit in your good. Not knowing, you yeah. know. And a lot of guys like I say aren't I gonna say man enough but aren't at the age to where they can have a man to man conversation versus maybe texting somebody like if everyone wants to text you, are you okay or this the person like, right, right, right. Are we cool or is everything okay? Right, like so right, right. um that's the difference so it's like it's one thing to say oh with LeBron but if these guys 22, and under he was their favorite player you know for the six, seven straight years now playing with them yeah. it's a, a complete shock or complete so that, that's the viewpoint that's the perspective I take it as far as like understanding like so I, I, I think I could have done a better job but I was trying to talk to the blue I'm on say BI, so we try to talk to those guys and help try to bridge that gap, but uh, he's definitely a great teammate, leadership. He's LeBron James. I don't think you, no one in person can have it all. You know, like I don't know who his veterans was or who was actually coming in as LeBron James. Who would you, who did you respect coming in, or who was your best to teach you ropes to go in and how to be a leader? So yeah. if you don't respect anyone coming in with that type of caliber, play, it's kind of hard to yeah. listen to a person, yeah. so that's, kinda, that's why KG was so big for me, because my, my, my first year, Paul was home, I had Paul, Michael, O. McKinney, and and Wally Zerbia. Paul was hurt, so Paul left, so it's like I didn't really have a vet teaching me a rope, so, you know, I, to say something crazy to a coach, or to come to practice, tennis, like, nobody was teaching me those things, so I was fortunate to have a great leader as KG and Doc Sam Cassell come in came in Eddie House Keon Dillon so those, those guys helped you know I put a lot of work in but those guys helped took a little bit from here, took a little bit from him took a little bit from him so I don't know who LeBron had you know his first couple of years as far as how to be a leader or what it takes really good point He's dealing with so many other things. <laughs> you know, if, if he's not the best leader in the world, but he, he does it by showing up to work every day, he might do it a different way. He might not be a vocal leader or deal with confrontation, but he's in the gym every day. Right. He's leading that so, By example. Yeah, so...
1: Yeah. Well, to that end, though, too, and I always wondered this from the beginning, is where he is in his career, where he wants his family to live, where he wants his son to go to school. Like... I felt like for the first time he was considering other things than just the basketball component absolutely and and I don't fault him for that I mean that's the distinction like I got no problem with that but let's let's call it for what it is let's be real about it and is everybody okay with that you know and and so that's where i felt it was different too um, yeah i mean you, you can see like i said the movies and you know, that, that time and energy and yeah, that focus that has to take something out of you yes i mean you do have a lot of time but still it it's not the it be does. all end all of this thing
0: right. right so like i said him i don't know if he said it himself as far as you know, winning the championship. I don't know if he said that coming here. Obviously, he he's a competitor. He wants to win. Sure. He's had success, obviously, at the highest level. But I don't, I don't, I don't think really, I think I got that feel that he was really elsewhere. I think he may have been elsewhere because of all, just the, all the downtime he had off. But when he was playing, he was there. He was there. You know, he was locked in. But like I said, he he missed so much time. I, we were on the training table a lot together, both injured at the same time. So. Seeing him go through that, never been you know injured or so that was obviously the tough dealing with mentality and you never know what he's going through because I I told when I told my ACL I went through a lot those years when I was out I, mean, I missed a lot of time but a guy like that never been to. when you have to sit still that changes a lot of things your perspective from how you view things
1: and
0: not trusting again and trying to get back so I like,
1: I'm
0: sure he went through a whole bunch of that like yeah. as far as what he was going through versus not. I would say he wasn't locked in or his focus wasn't to win. It was just life happens. I have kids. He went to, You know, a couple of – he goes to his son's games. Like, being a dad, I, I totally relate it. I actually went to a couple of his son's games. So, just – and seeing his son at that age is like, okay, I can't wait for my son to get to that age. So, you know, he's he's a real person. He's a real man, and like I said, nobody can understand what he went through this year.
1: Yeah.
0: 16 years in, your first time being injured like that.
1: I think that. I think it's another great point. Is thinking about that, like for the first time, you're feeling your vulnerability. Yes. You're like, I'm
0: not. I'm not. You know. Yeah. The, the strongest guy in the world, it was like I'm human. <laughs> These things
1: happen. Like. Because you know. he's never. I, that, that, that's what always, has always amazed me. And and I still don't. Me understand. too. I'm like, how the fuck do you roll? Yeah. You twist your ankle.
0: People yeah. torn ACL on this, and you come back two minutes later yeah. to play. Like, yeah. and, and you're dunking on a fast break, like.
1: And you're playing. Like you're playing that. I mean, I'm sure you know the toll that it takes on you to make a playoff run, like the finals run. Nine right? straight years. Dude, on top, of, don't, I, don't mention the Olympics. It's, it's like it's mind, bro. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. how do you physically do it? every other guy I know like J. Kid John Stop I mean you go down the line every guy I know who was as dedicated as they could be they had microfracture surgery they had some major right. injury coming off of a, one or two runs right. never mind like nine of them <laughs> like,
0: right. just like- on top of everything else he's doing like I, you know, I, I commend him for what he's doing so much more off the court. You know, his leadership off the court, yep. him as you know, as a dad, as a leader in that department. Like that means more than you know,
1: so you from, a, from
0: a, a, a coworker standpoint or a friend standpoint, looking at that Because, yeah. like I said, basketball comes and goes. It's a short window where we have this opportunity to be great in th- that window. But off the court, everything he's doing, on top of the nine straight final runs, is like yeah. mentally draining, physically like. It's unreal how he's able to, you know, continue to uphold. But I see it daily. You know, I see, you know, Mike, seeing his this guy that takes care of his body. The way he's in the weight room daily. It's the reason why he's elite. I mean, I saw with KG, Kevin Garnett as well. Every day, he guess what? Say he told me, I can't pick going to be a leader, but he was in the weight room every day. I would I would shy away from the weight room because was like I'm 21 and I don't I feel great. I don't need to stretch. I don't yep. tie my shoes when I play. But yep. having that 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 uh, that veteran factor to show me, like I said, it didn't, it didn't happen right away for me. So yeah, kind of over point. time, I kind of got gradually got to become, you know, consistent with what I wanted to be as far as a professional. So I'm just
1: curious, the places that you have played that you enjoyed the most, or the, were, were the most satisfying? Do we start with Boston? Start with Boston.
0: What's next? New Orleans, I'm okay. gonna say New Orleans. And then? The way, what I went through with Chicago, um, helped me grow. Make that
1: work, really?
0: Yeah, absolutely. what what you, you, you learned from that? I mean, Cream always rides to the top. And that's been a mantra of mine for so long. Um, coming in, like coming into Chicago, you know that I think I was D Rose was here before me. So it's like, okay, this is this is coming in, sitting down with the, you know the guys. This is what we want. This is what we expect. You know, can you do this? Just say, okay, cool. I can. This is sure. This is what
1: you want from me because I can definitely deliver this. This is easy. It's walking apart. I get to Chicago. What, 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 what was it? Because it sounds like they weren't asking a whole lot from you or they weren't asking what you would normally it, mm-hmm. give. Or? No, they were asking what I do. It was oh, like, okay. Like, oh, okay. It was like perfect.
0: Like, oh, you okay. sure you want a point guard that comes in and – I don't. I won't look at all to the sideline if I don't, if you don't want me to. Like, got gotcha to gotcha, call to gotcha, run the gotcha, offense. Gotcha, gotcha. I know how to get. You know, at the time we didn't have Wade, but it was like I know. You know, I'm, I'm studying Jimmy. I'm hearing what he, how he is. I, what I learned about Jimmy first is what he did so much in the community with young young men. So it was like I knew we would get along. And then obviously, we picked up Wade. We talked about it, you know, our old pass and make sure, okay, like I'm focused on winning championships. So I got Jimmy and D Wade, and then the rest of the great role players, I can figure that out. So we want you to come in and run the show. You know, we don't want you looking at the sideline. We want you, you know, this is what you do. Okay, cool. So we get in, I think, like the first 20 games, 25 games. I wasn't doing, I guess, what they expected of me. So maybe even later, maybe 40 games in, it was the Indiana game. I think I had a negative 20. <laughs> at halftime, come out. He's like, "You're not starting." I'm like, "Okay, all right." I'm I'm, just, I'm always been the first guy to you know to get thrown in the fire because it's maybe him or it's right. his offense or whatever the case may be. Don't start. I have a meeting next next day. They like, um, we're gonna try. We're gonna we wanna experiment. I'm thinking we're trying to win for a championship. It's the East. It's not that tough. It's only the Browns got to beat oh, yeah. in Boston. So they tell me they want to in you know, the next five games, they're going to try to go younger. Oh, I'm, I'm like, well, why would you go younger oh, yeah. when we have two trial of fame, Jimmy Butler on the rise. I'm it up. We're not trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to, I had to eat that. Oh, I was it wasn't really ego. Like mm-hmm. I said, this, I think it's it's I, they paid me. like like getting 14 million a year. Most I've been paid in my career. So it's like, you say you oh, – what You wanted, but yeah. you take me out of lineup, yeah. you trade for Cameron Payne, yeah. start Michael Carter Williams yeah. over me, so it's like, and, and Jerry Grant. Please. I mean, we went through like four point guards a right year, and I was on the bench, like, kind of just sitting there, still being professional, still get my work in. And I kept, you know, obviously, people around my circle would tell me, like, just stay with it, you know, don't, don't give them what they want, you know, don't overreact. Don't, okay, that was that was tough because me knowing what I could do with this team is like, what the fuck am I not yeah. even playing? Like, oh, you want to start. Do you want to experiment? So, yeah.
1: okay, fine, let's let's do this. And there's probably part of you that also knows what you're experimenting with. Like, you can yeah. size that up pretty quickly. Yeah, it's like no, this ain't getting us anywhere. Like, yeah, what, no, what, do, you, what do you need to see? Yeah. What do you, what do we, what are we, where are we trying to go with this yeah. direction? Like, trade me if we're
0: not trying to win. No. But if you're trying to, if you're going to start, you know, a couple, one or two of your point guards that have no experience with the yeah. way and Chibi Bullet, yeah. they're going to eat their ass up on the court. They won't even, like, you know, be a factor. So, as far as you know, me running the show, I'm I've done this a hundred million times with Ray Paul and everybody else. Like I can I know how to keep guys happy. I know how to manage the offense. Getting certain to know who needs shots, who doesn't, where they like the sweet spots so like you taking that away and we're trying to win you know, you know, with the other guys. Okay, I understand. Okay, so let me continue to get the work in. Let me let me shoot with the point guard still. You know, let me lead. It doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day I'll be fine. So fast forward, if we get to the playoffs, I end up you know, I'm back in the starting lineup. We go into Boston and we beat them two games. Then I get injured and we don't win another game at all. So it's like that was kind of, I'm going to say, satisfying because obviously I, cause I thought I would be able to play like game seven. I was hoping we'd at least get one more game so I could try to get back in, you know, force a game seven. But it was kind of like eye-opening like you know you you were a big you don't ever forget like you were really important to this team and what they did to you this year it kind of backfired on them yeah you know because there was no you can pull up the stats or whatever the case I've been playing like but it was no let's figure this out let's just go over this game plan it was kind of like oh we're done with you put you on the shelf and then obviously they had to go back come Back to me because I, was, I guess the guys weren't producing like I wasn't producing. Come back, we go into Boston, number one seed, number one team, you know, in, in, the, in the league. We win two games. I have two hell of a games. I finished playing, I finished the game with a broken thumb. I mean, and then we don't win another game at all. like, how is that even possible? Like,
1: maybe I am important. What do you think was the problem early on with in the minus 20? Yeah, where, where that game Indiana? It? it was, I think it was.
0: I guess just maybe, maybe the, the, the synergy with, with the entire team. You know, I don't know if it was me personally. Like, the consistency, we didn't come out every night, you know, play hard. You know, the rotations were, were different. Uh, different voices in the locker room were, were, were speaking up a lot as far as way they wanted things. I don't know what management was saying. I, I was injury-free. I, I was there every day. I was working. That game, like I said, we all, we were getting blown out, you know, but I I had the, you know, the minus 20. I don't know what the lineups were or the matchups were that game, but – it was me and the next four or five games it was like okay so now who do you point the finger at well like we went on a seven eight game right. win streak okay. right I'll, I'll, I'll fall on the sword right. now where do we go from here right so like I said that was very humbling and, and kind of a great feeling like I said understanding like going into Boston you know winning those first two games on the road as an AC and to come back home and couldn't get one game you know we couldn't get one game at the crib oh, so like, yeah.
1: how do you feel about the uh the, the moniker uh, playoff rondo uh i think it's overblown yeah.
0: uh, um, like i said I, I even i thought the game was yesterday so in the finals you get three days of rest it's like the rest factor is big for one the two you know but for me, the rest factor is the biggest thing. You know, as far as even when I was 20 years old, 21, like no matter how old you are, how young you are, rest is is always best. You know, yeah. If you can get a couple of days, so yeah. that mindset, being able to lock in on one team, so yeah. I can break down as much as I want on just one particular team versus every night. You know, I go from Westbrook to Steph Stav- to Dame, so it's hard to kind of lock in on top sure. of playing four or five sure. nights or you know three and you know three and six nights so it's versus one every other day. It's yeah. like it's a big factor and also my minutes go up in the playoffs because obviously rotations are cut down a lot, a lot shorter so obviously the numbers are going to go up. Right. I mean my FJs I'm a little bit more aggressive in the playoffs because the way teams play me so I have a lot more of energy because I don't have to exert it every other day or, you know do so much of more events so like you got the longer timeouts and like I said my minutes go up and playoffs in Boston I was averaging you know the D-Rose series my first year I was averaging maybe like with the overtime, I was having like maybe forty-five minutes a game. Mm. You know, so it's like all those are factors. I can't play forty minutes a game in regular season. You know? Yeah. So yeah. playoffs, just, yeah. they cut down the rotations. My minutes go up, and then if I'm feeling it, you know, I've always played with great coaches where
1: they allow me to just keep going. So. I can't help but also think, though, that it's it's because you're such a student of the game that, given the time to really analyze and focus in on what it is that you want to do to take advantage, is going to give you a big advantage. Absolutely, that, yeah. that, and and not only just for you, but you have the time to figure out how you can use all the pieces around you. Every
0: piece, it, right. just like I was saying about how I was gonna beat the how I was going to the how was going to beat the Golden State Warriors with yes. this team. It's yes. like it's giving me the time and the personnel, I'll be able to dissect and figure out. Okay, this is the problem, and this is how I'm going to put the problem out, and right. this is where we can execute. Excel here. So it's funny you say that because we were in Boston, Chicago when we game two, and in my mindset, um, it's, we were trying to figure out like I was. I try to put in the offense to where they hadn't seen in game one. So in order for us to beat Boston in game two, you know, teams coach to go back and make adjustments. But if I put in the offense they haven't seen, you can't in the fourth quarter when I hit you with it, it's going to be too late. We're going to make a run, eight two run, and now the game's out of reach or you know, it was a big substantial game that we made in this, this run. So, we were me, Jimmy, Dwayne, and I were in the ballroom for like an hour and 20 minutes game two after the shoot around and we put in the offense. I kind of explained to them like how we're all interchangeable in these positions and this is where you can attack and this is how you can do it. And it was uh, it was unbelievable because um, we went out and we did it and we won. And I like kind of I, I felt like we won with that particular play. Like we were able to execute. Guys were getting wide up with shots. I mean, I think Anthony Morrow came in, hit up a couple of shots, and I was like, okay, well this is. I envisioned it that morning. I was like, well, you put Amo on that side. We pin down on him. he will be able to wide up shot. And then that night, it, 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 the shit was happening. So it was kind of like. It was so like um, satisfying, and, and me feeling like you know I could I could definitely coach in the playoffs as far as like how to break it down, dissect it, and being able to make adjustments. It Cause it's all about adjustments, you know. And I, and I think I'm I'm great at that. Giving me a couple of days to to go back and figure out okay what you're going to run or what we need to run in this situation. Who we, we want to put Isaiah Thomas? We want to put Isaiah Thomas on this spot. So Whoever we'll Isaiah checking, put him on this position. Whoever our office checking, put him here. So I feel like if you give me a couple of days with that, and that's why I feel like that for LeBron James on you know, my team, it's going to be hard for you to beat me four times before you, you know, before it, hard for you to beat me four times before we beat you four times because you have the best player in the world. On top of that, the smart one of the, if not the smartest player in the world. So I was putting my IQ and LeBron's IQ against Draymond Green's. You know, not to discredit Steph or or yeah, any of those yeah, guys, but we're yeah. all three of us have been the most vocal guys on the court, yeah. and two against one is better. Yeah. And, and That's what my mentality was. You know, I had certain ways to to pick on cuz, you know, to pick on steps. So I was already breaking down before the season started. It just obviously it just didn't unfold the way you were supposed to.
1: So, does that make this, we were doing the list of the most satisfying? Does this put the lake to the at the bottom of the most satisfying just because Dallas at the bottom? Dallas at the bottom. Who we heard? I can't, if we had a full season, LeBron was there,
0: I didn't miss 100 games, then I can really sit back and be like, you know what? I failed or I didn't, you know. My expectations weren't. I didn't get to my expectations, but I can't. It's an asterisk because an incomplete. Yeah, incomplete. I, I, I can't I can't critique it too too much as far as like I didn't. It didn't get done. But bottom. Dallas is definitely at the bottom. Sacramento was. You know, I had my best maybe statistical year. I led the league in assists that year. But, um, that was probably right up above oh, Dallas, but I love because I got the, the yeah. relationship with yeah. cuz um, You know Willie Holly yeah. style, you got Sacramento and the Nancy Lieberman, still a good friend of mine to this like day. So the relationships good I've good developed good. throughout the years it's with right these the two middle teams, you you can't top, right. you can't put a price on and, it. But, yeah. but Atlanta, Dallas, like, Sacramento, really
1: like Boston them, at the top, a lot of well. um, to New, New or Orleans, Orleans. New Orleans because
0: how we were able to what we did against
1: Portland,
0: not before Portland, how we kind of. After Cuz got hurt, they put me back in the lineup
1: because when Cuz was there, I don't know if people
0: know, it, but like I wasn't playing a lot because either Cuz had the ball, or I had the ball, and I understand I'm gonna win your deal again. Cuz is the future; they want to resign him. He's gonna get the nod. So when he got injured, it was kind of was like, okay, here's the keys again. And Gentry let me, you know. Be who I oh I, I was who I am, and he let me run the show. He trusted me. He, he let me you know talk to the guys, and, and yeah, I was kind really of the bridge the guy, because I've, I've always been—the bridge guy between Gentry and the young guys, or Gentry, AD, uh, Drew. So See, I, just, I thought you had a
1: like, profound effect on AD. I,
0: you know, what was, was the best probably the best feeling I've had this year is knowing that because when I went when I played when they played they came in and played it was like everyone in the organization from the strength coach to you know the players the staff was like you these guys Meet yeah, you the these guys really miss you because you know just your daily, you know, just the way you walked around daily, the way you instill those guys, the way you thinking win, 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 or putting that in their brain, motivated guys to play through injuries. And so it's like that was really satisfying to understand like I did have impact on a lot of those guys. Beach one more to Darius Miller, to Solomon Hill, like even guys like Solomon and I we didn't have like a great best relationship. But he even came to me and told me like, you know, we missed you or you, know, You were really you had a really big impact. Like, and they were like, they would yell like Coach Doe. like or they would say, Coach, like we, <laughs> we need you in the film room or we need you somewhere else. So, you know, like I said, that was very humbling to, to be appreciative. Like yeah. a, a year later, understand, like you know what, you wish you would have would signed you back. But obviously, that's between Dale and everybody else. But it just it didn't work out. But New Orleans was the way we ended the year. The expectations, you know, we thought we won, like maybe. 12 out of the last 13 games. And the last game, it was kind of crazy. Drew and I were sitting at the training table. We were talking. It was either we win and we play Portland or we lose and play Houston. I wanted to play Houston. But because I, I wanted to go against uh, Christian James in seven games with me and Drew versus Dame and, and CJ. But, it, you know, obviously it was a toss-up. It's a hell of a matchup either way you go. Now, wait a minute.
1: So why did you want to go against Christian James?
0: Because they – they were, you know, the guy. Houston kind of, know, was one of the oh, teams. So
1: you want to take on the biggest challenge. Absolutely. Let's okay. get it out of the
0: way now. Okay. okay. I, I, that's my mentality. With, I, that's always my mentality. And I think Doc maybe put that in us because he kind of – a couple years back, we were um, – well, a long time back – he was asking like, did we want to play?" I think it was like Detroit now or wait, you know, in the conference finals. So if we win the next couple games, we lose it. So KD was like, "Shit, let's do it now. Let's get out of the way. Let's go through the champs. We're gonna. I'd rather go through the champs right away, fresh versus being until you know conference yeah, finals, yeah. maybe injury yeah. got nicked up. So like, let's get it. If we're gonna beat the champs, let's go through them yeah. first round. So that's my mentality. Like, I don't give a shit if we was eighth seed, had to play Golden State this year. Like, we gotta go through them anyway. Yep. So with with Houston last year, Drew and I were were really confident and I was I probably had more confidence than Drew himself. And he he wouldn't he wouldn't say that. I mean he's a very confident, quiet, really strong like guy. A lot. I think he's under way he's underrated. Rated. I would say he's my favorite he's one of my favorite backcourts I've ever played with. I mean, just from one to check, one through five, you know, bringing it every night. Super quiet, humble. Just a good dude. Great, great dude. Hard worker, family man. And like I said, his, his priorities, great family. His dad, mom, always supportive. Brothers, obviously, playing in the league. So he's one of my favorite teammates. And I miss playing with him. You know, he's, he's, he's a guy that... Regardless of any situation, he's willing to take the challenge, and he, he won it every night. So I, I would love to go in the fight with a guy like that. So that's why I wanted to take on the Dame C.J. or Paul and I had a guy that that can could, could run with me. That makes sense. Um, so you don't think you're coming
1: back
0: here? I don't have a clue. Yeah. I don't have a clue. I don't know. I've been I haven't been around because like, so I just got back uh, yesterday, but um, I, I still got my key card. I think still works. <laughs> So of July 1, so <laughs> uh, I'll be in the facility, you know, shooting, get some shots up. Do, um,
1: do you have a preference? Do you have, like, where you play next year or, or the kind of team you're playing with at this point? What, what in your, you know, in the perfect world, what would it be?
0: I'm, I'm, yeah, it's been so long. It's almost been a decade since I won, so. I definitely want to win again. I want to be a, a big factor in why we win, uh, whatever role I can play. Coaches is a big point in, in my career as far as, you know, uh, where I go, the coaching staff, and who's on who's on the team as far as it's a big factor what team I choose to play for. Um, I, I, I want to win. I want to compete at a high level. And I want to do it with a lot of guys that's willing to buy in and sacrifice. You, I, don't, I can't pick the guys I'm playing with obviously but um, you know, obviously the coaches play a big part in. and that's what Doc instilled in us daily is team, team, team and in this day and age if young guys aren't hearing that consistently every day you can go and think of self or you know my numbers aren't playing are so great, but we're winning five games. Instead of understanding, like nobody gets it when you win and your numbers are bad. It's when you lose and your numbers are bad, and that's when they make that part. So, understanding guys willing to buy in and sacrifice, mm-hmm. schedule, schedule. and doing it with actions versus just saying they're willing to do it. Versus when you hit adversity, now you go your separate ways.
1: Yeah. So it was yeah. hard to like. I was just I was thinking yeah. about the, the <laughs> ESPN piece. Um, was was Rich being around as odd or distracting no. as it was made out Twice. to be in the in the story? Yeah. I mean, to me, he wasn't around that much. No. <laughs> he wasn't, and you didn't feel like that influence or whatever. Because no. I think that's what that's the way that the, the story. Nah, that's, presented it. That's like, blown out. Like he's.
0: I mean, unless I don't know anything, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not a fool. But he wasn't. Uh he
1: wasn't like he, a, he, he doesn't
0: have a dominant personality he doesn't <laughs> have like a look at me you know? that's so true yeah, he's yep. super yep. chill like yep. Yep. You know, what you may think of him is different but like what he actually is yeah, yeah, good guy like, we've had a lot of talk conversations uh, uh, basketball savvy you know he loves the game you know, every, at every game, courtside. You know, we talk after some games sometimes about yeah. the game and the sacrifice the young guys. So I don't, I didn't see him so much as a threat or like him patrolling anything at all. I, I don't think I was on the flight when he came on the flight. Like I don't remember him. I guess being on the team plane or something, yeah. but. Yeah. I think that's blown out. Unfortunately, I think they're trying to put him in a corner. I mean, it's not his fault. He has LeBron James, you know, and yeah, Green. Like, he's got. That. I mean, he's got a good crew. Of course, it's going to come with a little bit of you know uh, dirt thrown on your name or, or things yeah. of that nature. But he's he wouldn't have these type of caliber players if he was the people that they're trying to stay against.
1: Yeah, no, Like
0: everybody, all those star players aren't fools, or they're not being bamboozled. Manipulated as far as you know what what they what they need to be or who they need to be represented by.
1: I've told him. I, I said because he feels like he doesn't get respected for what he's built. He's looked at LeBron's guy. Right. That's why he is why, what he is. And 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 I've told him. I said, look, I, I do respect what you. Do. I know that it takes more than just. It certainly helps to have LeBron. Right, but I'm not going to ignore that. Right. But if you're if you're acquiring a guy like Draymond. You got to have some real value. Like, right. You, you got to know what you're doing. Draymond's not a fool, right? And so, but I think what struck me is he, he is stuck on, I'm not respected. And at some point, I don't know, maybe you went through this. I know I did. It's like, you just got to go, hey, I'm just going to okay. do what I do. Yeah. And if the, whoever doesn't see it, I'm not going to worry about that because somebody will. Right. And and, and and who cares? I mean, if I'm about it, it's... Yeah. To me, I think he's I'm still young. Yeah. I
0: was still young in the game, and I think that will develop as far as, like, not giving a fuck or, yeah. or just uh, I'm okay in my own skin mentality, which I don't, like, I don't even know personally if he if that's what he thinks or not, but yeah, uh, he, over time, I'm pretty sure that he won't feel like he may not respected, because his actions are doing the talking. You know, who he represents does the talking and the deals he's getting done are doing the talking. So, it's, it's one thing you said to be LeBron James, you know, guy or his, but he's, He's not sitting in them. LeBron, I think LeBron's talking to these players during uh, the right. meetings or right. how he's you know, right to sign them, you them. Right. So right. Right. he uh, definitely has value, and people are just buying and believing what he's saying. You see, you can't get Anthony Davis, you can't get a you know number one Ben Simmons, number one pick, right, just because LeBron's got. Like, they're they're being vetted by you know people they have around their dads, their advisors, like. They're not just saying go with him because he's the LeBron guy. Like, obviously, there's some value in why you would want to sign with clutch sports.
1: So, I was just thinking about this. Would you want to – you you thought, hey, look, give me LeBron. I should be, yeah, I should be chasing a championship. Right. Has anything changed? Like, you think if you if you if you were able to play with him another year, same aspiration, same like – Let's try to go get it. Absolutely. Without, without a doubt. so the injury doesn't like kind of raise a question as to where he is or where this team is. Do you you still feel all healthy? Like let's say, and I don't. It's unlikely that it would happen, but let's say they brought it back. You feel like maybe you could get the job done that you, yeah, hoped to get done absolutely. a year ago. Absolutely. One or two more pe- different pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. 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 I mean, like I said, for four, you get three days in the finals now, or you know, two or three days in the playoffs, regular regular playoffs, but if you give LeBron James that much time to relax and you put him on the court for 44 minutes a night, I'm pretty sure you, you probably will beat the team four times before they beat you four times, unless you have those Steph Curry moments where you know, guys are shooting unbelievable shots and KDs, but no one else should be able to beat you know, yeah. a three-day rest of LeBron James versus. I kind of feel like the West is open, too. Like, this, I think this final is going to play a big part
1: in the offseason. I think so. I think KD, a lot of people. KD goes east. You're right. They're not the same. They're not the they're same. They're not the same. Nowhere near. Um, and then I look at it and I go, okay, so who's there? It's like there's nobody. I, my thing this year, I said from the beginning of the year I said I don't know I don't know that I see somebody in the west who can knock them off but I think everybody's going to take a piece out of it and by the time they get to the Eastern Conference, whoever comes out of the East is going to be able to finish it because unlike last year when they played maybe the easiest team in Cleveland, they're going to play arguably their toughest team right. and but I thought it was gonna be Boston. I was convinced like I looked at what they had and I'm like they have everything yeah, they, do, yeah. they, they have everything. everything. they have athleticism, they have they have physicality, they have experience yeah. like all of it. I still it still pisses me off that they had no business losing to
0: Milwaukee, man. Way, they, Come they, on. they won game one, then you are four straight. I don't know what's even more satisfying. Boston losing four straight to Milwaukee or Milwaukee losing four straight to Toronto. <laughs> With the MVP on well, your team.
1: But I felt like for where Giannis's game is, if you could make him into a thinker, into a decision-maker, that's not his strength right now. He's not used to getting into space, drawing the attention, yeah. and then f- making that decision. He's used to just like,
0: Driving I can get span, wherever I jump, need to, right? right? Yeah.
1: And so, I and I felt like Boston like had a personnel. I, that's what I thought.
0: I, would, able, do yeah, that. I didn't think Boston would go down like they did against them. Like, I don't think. Like I said, with Jalen Brown, Tatum, Horford, Baines, like the, they have the, the bodies to throw at the, the Giannis's, but... I think the role players won that series. They played well. Yeah. yeah. So they sold for that, so. You know, Millicent struggled a little bit. He came through a couple of every other game. But Toronto, was, it was different. I, mean, to, you know, I don't know the coach at all. But, but obviously, he's,
1: he's looking really good. You know what the funny thing is? They, they replaced Casey because they wanted an offensive coach. Right. Dude, they just played ISO at <laughs> <in> one end. <laughs> and yeah. the defensively, yeah. clearly, they did their work. Yes, and ball stopped with right? Kawhi. Yes. <laughs> it was like. Oh. I what?
0: Really. So, man, ask you this. Yeah.
1: DeRosa and Kawhi. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's all it was pretty much right I mean Eddie Gasol Siakam's developed
1: yeah but, uh, but I think there's a combination I think there's two things I mean first of all you take LeBron out of, it, out of the equation oh yeah, first, that first, was, first, yeah. That's, that's a big element yeah, yeah. that was that, nobody can tell me that wasn't a psychological hurdle for them right um I do think, and I think you saw it against Milwaukee. uh, Being able to give the ball to Kawhi, or Kawhi just saying, give me the ball, and I'll go get something. DeMar was up and down. There was times where he showed you he could do that, but you didn't know when you were going to get it. And so I think that was a big influence. And I think the other part was just, you know, sometimes you have to, Um, I think sometimes you have to be disappointed enough times or you have to have some a trade can have a positive moving kp for you guys was a negative right that right. F- effed up the c- chemistry in a way that danny never and it still pisses me off cuz danny like defends like no that wasn't it i'm right. like shut the fuck up but was like yeah, you know what just exactly take you. take the L yeah. keep moving right you've done right. enough good things yeah. right. exactly. yeah. don't don't try to like defend something that's indefensible but i do think that I think that changed things a little bit for, for Kyle. Like, yeah. he looked at things a little bit different, um, seeing his boy go. Um, and I know initially, like, he struggled with Kawhi. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but, you know, at some point you go, okay, what's most important? Not how I feel about what I'm doing, or what we're gonna try to accomplish. You gotta get to that spot, yeah. where everybody. And that's where Boston never, they never made right. that turn. Right. They did. Do <laughs> yeah. so you yeah. like the fact that you can like, hang out here? And- I love it. Nobody's like... No,
0: it's super chill. I got my nails running down there. My cleaners is right down the street. I walk everywhere. I ride my bike. i I'll probably get on my bike seriously like i probably go walk on home... I'll straighten stuff up, and then I'll probably get on my bike. And head so you, do you,
1: you do a training ride, or no, you just, just, just like a, a chill? Just a,
0: like, it's a, in all, like an aha moment of just yes. seeing most that's of me, the million dollar homes on my left, and then having an ocean on my right, yeah, right very, down the street. So. Right. Motivation, um, inspiration time to you know just reflect yeah. and be appreciative of day, where I am in life you know, like peaceful positive no one bothering me always good energy here I mean that's just LA in general but like this part of town like I never envisioned living in Manhattan never even thought about it when you come to LA it's like you go to LA you to the hills Yeah. Yep. When I moved here, when I signed, I was like, yeah, yeah, kind of where I, I want to know. be.
1: So did you, you visited this spot, or?
0: I, I looked at, um,
1: <laughs> two years
0: ago, when I was thinking about coming to Lakers, and I was in L.A., and so I, I love looking at houses, and I just went and looked at a couple places down on the beach, and then, obviously, fast forward, a year later, I went and did it again, I kind of found my place online, and kind of knew this was the area, then eight minutes from the facility, ten minutes from the airport, Eight minutes from the to private airport, so perfect. it's like I don't need to go anywhere. Everything I need is here.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I'm big on I'm big on when I'm at home, not having to get in a car and go no anywhere to do what That's why I always I always like going to Portland. It's a real thing. Because what is Stay downtown, man. I can go out to so eat, ahead. work out, I can do whatever I need. Arena's like ten minutes away. Yeah, it, it, it there's something over. about this. This is the world energy world? and the air. I love. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. I don't know if
0: it has anything to do with the water, but I love the water. Because <laughs> in my view. I wake up like a, you know, my kitchen. Like I can see the ocean every morning, having lunch on my little patio. Outside, good breeze. So it was unbelievable energy here uh, this year for me. Like said, once I'm home. My home, where i play, always has to be my happy place. So it's like somewhere I, I need to be comfortable, no matter what's going on throughout the season. If I'm home, like I'm gonna get space mentally. And then having to be able to walk down after losing three and a good road game, just walk down to the beach is like put things in perspective. That's
1: big. Okay. Alright, that does it for this episode of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. Keep in mind, we appreciate you rating and reviewing the show. However you feel about it, screenshot that review and send it to at Buker Friends and you'll be eligible for prizes. And you can rate it wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes or wherever. Just hit the number of stars if you want to leave a comment, great. If not, that's all good too. Still be eligible as long as you send a screenshot of that review or the stars to at Buker